This is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Ghana, voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. Do not be afraid for I am with you. Do not be afraid, declares the Lord. Do not be afraid, for I am with you, and will rescue you forevermore. Oh, yeah. the is bent to the promised land. Everyone was scared if there'd be a fight. So they sent some men to see if they would win, if they were to challenge the king of night. Ten of the men were afraid of that land, thinking they would be better off dead. Caleb and Joshua had different thoughts, this is what they said, they said. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I am with you. Do not be afraid, declares the Lord. Oh, yeah. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. And we'll rescue you forevermore. Jeremiah floored himself before the Lord. God had told him that he was set apart. He would be God's hand, the prophet to the land. He should do all that the Lord commands. So Jeremiah said, I'm only a boy, and I don't even know the right words. The Lord reached down and touched his mouth. This is what he heard. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I am with you. Do not be afraid, declares the Lord. Oh, yeah. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. And will rescue you forevermore. I can't
The narrower your soul, broader the path to walk. The broader the soul, narrower the path to walk. The weightier the matter, the lighter the solution. The lighter the matter, the weightier the solution. The good the news, the bad the situation. The bad the news, the good the situation. The bitter the life, the better the forgiveness. The better the life, the bitter the forgiveness. The stronger the soul, the weaker the hurt. The weaker the soul, the stronger the hurt. Let this engage your thought. Be refreshed by Ebenezer Koi. Examine yourself. Examine yourself. Note down this quotation and read afterwards. That is Psalm 139. Read from chapter 1 to the last verse. The verse 1 to 24. Examine yourself. Sometimes our sins can block answers to prayer. Let the prayer of the psalmist be one of yours. Search me, O God, and know my thoughts. See if there be some wicked way in me. Cleanse me from every sin and set me free. Remember, God is all-seeing, all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. God knows us. God is with us. And His greatest gift is to allow us to know Him. He is ready to search you. Examine yourself. And if you cannot find anything, ask God to search yourself. And then, ask Him for forgiveness so that your prayers will be answered. God bless you. I am Belle Dollarville. Sit back and relax as we present you a discussion on the topic, Office Automation. This is the third part of the discussion, Office Automation. Now, instead of you giving them forms for them to fill and storing those forms in an archive, you can just digitally input the information into the system. That allows you for quick search of the documents. Let's say you want to pull out an employee record. You just type in, you just do a query in the database and you're able to view that uh, employee or client record. And that is one direct benefit from it. It saves time. Okay. And also, another to add to the limitations before we move on to the benefits. Now, you realize that sometimes there are certain tasks in an organization where you want to automate. Yeah. But then, because the whole idea of office automation gets, like, people could actually misunderstand the whole concept, and then they just 
decide to invest in a software which actually does some office automation but then it doesn't have any relation to the tasks that are performed in such organizations so it becomes a limit when you actually get a software that automates its own tasks it could be generic or right but then you would have to know the tasks you would like to automate in your office before you actually go into it so it becomes a limit when the tasks you want to automate cannot be automated at that instant or the cost that will be incurred when getting such an automation device or system becomes an issue okay in the the office um, automation systems what are the things that go into making it a reality as in what are the the the, the main component of such a system that would make it actually work according to how uh, maybe an administrator would want it to work uh, and what it should automate well yeah it, it all starts from the tasks that you would like to automate so for the, an entire office automation system to work you should know the tasks that you would want to automate now let's take for instance you m- mentioned let's say okay someone that works in an office where he he has to go around say a three story building like that's his, that's his main job yeah and then he goes to every single office in a three-story building. Say he has 15 rooms on each floor. He has to go there and then give a say blue sheet yeah. to every person in each office. Yeah, every and day. Yeah, every day, every day. Now that tax can be automated. So that person, instead of because the job is his, initially, if he wanted to make the job faster, he would request for more workers to be hired, like more people to be hired to support him. But you could, he could do it himself with just a simple automated device that, like a, a program like the Office Suite yeah. or a software that could just generate a blue form or a blue sheet, and then just send it to. It will be networked to all rooms, yeah. every office in the building. Yeah. And then he could just do that within, say, three hours and then by going to. Now, mind you, after submitting, giving the form or the blue sheets to every person in every room on each floor, he would have to go back and check if they filled it and then take it back, fill it wrong, fill it correctly, and then whatnot. But with the office automation system, the, it becomes very simple and then easy. So in that sense, he becomes the administrator of the blue blue form or the blue sheet where every worker in the office would have to fill and then send it to him. So he reviews it and then mails it back to them. Yeah. Okay. And when you look at the most important thing about office automation is identifying which areas that you want to automate because it's not every aspect that you can readily automatically provide uh, solutions to because you need to identify which areas that requires the automation then then identify the right tools that you can use to automate uh, some of these things. because it's, uh, not, it's not every day-to-day activity that you can readily automate and there are also some hindrances or there are some security checks that needs to be also applied to that infrastructure before you can automate that process let's take uh, for example employee records Okay. Now, managing employee records, employee records tend to be very sensitive document, and also you need to look at the yeah, security involved in processing the employee record. Now, if you use a normal spreadsheet, now with a normal spreadsheet, you can well, it's good you can password the spreadsheet and leave it there. But somebody with enough resources can just copy that spreadsheet file, send it to another computer, and brute force 
the password in order to gain access to the employee records. So you need to look at the what the tax you want to automate and also look at the benefits involved, how much it's going to cost to automate that process and whether you are going to get some direct benefits or indirect benefits to your office or to your organization. Okay, so now let's look at the direct benefits then. Okay. Okay. Um, the uh, spoke about speeding up processes. Okay. It, it helps you increase the speed of the way you operate the office, like sending of emails, sending of messages, or even setting up meetings. Now, if you want to set up a meeting or you want to work on a document for several people, you can use some of these Google tools to enable you to work on one document. For example, Google has a shared document or a shared drive tool whereby you can just create a Word document online and you can have several people editing it and making changes to the document at the same time and it will cause all these changes as opposed to printing out the document and sending it to several people for them to work on it and bringing it back and entering all the corrections into the system is time wasting so one of the benefits of office automation is that it saves time for the office or for the organization okay now you've been talking about administrators and all but then the individual people in the organization what are some of the effects of this office automation on them well with the individual people in the workplace once certain processes are being automated some might lose their jobs so it could because office an advantage of office automation is it eliminates like you don't require a large staff to do certain things like the scenario I gave earlier now this guy is the only one that does a job every day for I don't know so as long as he works for that organization and then Probably on his side, he's going to be stressed, yes, for that work. But then if with respect to office automation, the effect is going to have on that individualist. It's going to get some load off him, yes, in that sense. So with the individual, it could actually boost the work experience. I mean, yeah, your mood to go into work because you know certain activities have been automated. So it could also cause laziness in some, pe- in some people sometimes. So, yes, in a sense that probably the individuals in the work office, because they know that at some point in time, a certain task being assigned to them could be done in few minutes. They will decide to prolong the time and then all that. So it depends. It's a positive and a negative thing on the individuals. You have been listening to a discussion on the topic office automation. This episode of Tech Talk was aired and recorded on the 24th April 2014. A continuation will be brought to you later. Any inquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or plus two three three two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five Adenta Greater Accra Region. Ghana. We will expect your feedback. Thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make no
sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts, glory in his holy name, glory in his holy name, glory in his holy name. Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts, glory in his holy
He's waiting and watching, watching for you and for Dear listener, I welcome you to Moment of Truth. This is your servant, Ba Ebenezer. I want us to look at something. The anatomy of backslider. When you read Second Peter chapter 2, verse number 20 to 22, when you read the real possibility and serious consequence of backsliding. It is interesting that we find this passage coming from the inspired pen of Peter. For if any way knew firsthand the reality and dangers of backsliding, it was Peter. And as he discovered the night he denied Jesus, the process of backsliding is a gradual one, often overtaking a person by surprise, unless we fall from our own steadfastness. We shall carefully examine the process which led Peter's denial of Christ, followed by noticing how Peter's own words in his epistles designed to prevent the same from happening to us. Let us pray. Our dear Father, it's now for us to hear your word. Speak to us for us to understand you in Jesus' name. Amen. The anatomy of backslider. Now, let's look at the things that leads to backsliding. Our first of all talk about pride. When you look at Mark chapter 14, the verse number 27 to 31. In a boastful manner, Peter claims he will not fall away or deny Christ. In doing so, Peter takes the first step in backsliding, and that is pride. Why is this the first step? The first step in entering the kingdom of God is humility. And that is when you read Matthew chapter 18, the verse number 3 and 4. It means that if we lose humility, we take the first step backward. Paul's advice to the Corinthians is very purpose in this regard the second one is laziness the same place when we read mark chapter 14 verse number 32 and 42 he told to keep watch peter kept falling asleep it was therefore lack of diligent preparation which caused him to be cut off guard for what was to follow the same thing can happen to us without diligence we too can be found unprepared more often than not it is a gradual drifting that catches off guard but when we're proud of ourselves, we become lazy. And that easily leads to the next step, that is cowardice. Notice Peter followed in a distance. When you read Mark chapter 14, it will tell you Peter followed him at a distance. Now that Jesus had become unpopular, Peter stays afar away from not identifying him. Peter was unprepared for the challenge of facing radical and persecution. Without diligent preparation, we too can become guilty of cowardice. Ashamed to see carrying a Bible. Ashamed to have even given thanks in a church service. Ashamed to be seen with other Christians. Perhaps ashamed to let others know whether we are Christians or not. And yet Jesus has made it clear that he thinks of cowardice. When we read Mark chapter 8, the verse number 38, and also Revelation chapter 21, the verse number 8, it clearly is stated over there. When we are ashamed of Christ, it is natural to all into the next step of backsliding, that is wilderness. We now find Peter sitting with a servant of the high priest and warming himself by the fire, ashamed to be seen with Christ. It becomes easy to mingle with those of the world and enjoy their comfort. But one cannot be comforted by the fire of the world and not be burned. Close contact with which can harm us at its effect. So we cannot flirt with the world and walk away untouched. By the time we become friends with the world, it is only a short time before we can take the next final step of backsliding. And that will lead us to denial. Away from Christ at the comfort with those in the world, Peter finds himself denying his Lord. 
the Savior, and in so doing, he has put himself in a grave danger. Though we may never actually deny Jesus in words, we can easily backslide to the point of denying him in action. We are called to worship him, but make excuses of why we cannot. We are called to serve him, but render little or no service. We are called to stand by his side and suffer for his name, but stand afar off in the safety of the world's comfort. Beloved, when we deny the Lord, our backsliding is complete. Unless we repent, the only thing left is to one day face the Lord, where the where we fully realize the errors of our ways. For Peter, he fully realized his sin. When the Lord turned and looked at him in the courtyard, imagine the feeling of Peter's heart as those eyes of his Savior pierced his soul like Judas. Peter wept bitterly over his sin. Unlike Judas, Peter had godly sorrow that resulted in true repentance. And years later, we find Peter writing the sort of things that would prevent us from making the same mistakes he did. Therefore, he advised us from all those activities that will leave us to backsliding. Peter commands diligence. Instead of cowardice, Peter charges us to glorify God. And for that matter, as a Christian, we have a long way to go. We need to repent. Do not wait until you stand before Jesus. Do it now that your face-to-face encounter with Jesus will not be terrifying, but rather terrific. May God bless you and also touch your heart as you have received this word and also meditate day in, day out, and God also guide you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you very much for staying with us. Once again, you can reach us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or plus two three three two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five. Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hand be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>